Welcome to the Agile Innovator, a Nielsen IQ Basies podcast that reveals the incredible people, stories, trends, and insights behind some of those successful new product and service innovations. I'm your host, Joe Lingenfelter, and in this episode, we'll hear about a new report available to pet retailers of all sizes that could help drive traffic to their stores. So much has changed in our world over the past year. When lockdowns and social distancing went into effect, many turned to pet adoption as a way to combat the isolation. Yet many of our pet retailers have seen declines in store traffic. Hearing this, our retail team sprung into action, fielded a study, and compiled the findings into a report that identifies what it will take to drive customers back into pet stores and the pet category. So I'm so excited to have both of you with me today. Uh, Rebecca, Jackie, could you just introduce yourselves? Hi, everyone. My name is Rebecca Gidley, and I'm on our Basie's vertical retail team. Uh, How I fit into the team is I'm on the upfront end of things, so working every day with our retailers, listening to what their business questions are, and then helping them translate that into research that we can do with going out and actually talking to shoppers and getting those questions answered for them. Great, and I'm Jackie McConnell. I work with Rebecca Um, Once a project has been scoped out and designed, my team and I come in and help refine the inputs along with our clients, make sure that everything's ready for testing and will get us the right um, answers to questions that we're looking for on the back end. And then we'll execute the project, analyze the results and bring forward those results to our partners um, to help them share out more broadly and figure out next steps and recommendations. Rebecca, I'll start this off with you. Could you talk a little bit more about this report and how you came to focus on the pet retail space? This uh, this idea really came out of conversations that we were having with some of our pet retail partners last year. Um, I think we all know that in the last couple of years, we've seen a trend towards shopping online versus coming in store. Um, but of course, with COVID, that was only seen more and more. And there were some concerns from our pet retailers and also just um, an opportunity to partner with them here. So I wanted to turn it into a positive, um, turn it into some point of view for us to have in the industry and really uncovering these insights and then sharing them back with our pet partners. Um, And it's not really even just pet retailers. It could be any retailer that has a pet department or even a pet manufacturer that might get some inspiration from these ideas and think of new ways that they could partner with retailers. And I also want to mention that this report is intended for retailers of all sizes. So um, anyone from the little neighborhood pet stores to the big players, I think anyone can find um, something useful for them here to just talk about with their teams, um, brainstorm, see if it fits with their strategy. Um, Some of my clients that I've talked to, they said they're already considering some of these ideas. So I think there's a lot of buzz in the industry right now around pet and what we should do there in the future. And this is a great starting point for some of these teams. And could you talk a little bit about how you approach conducting this research? Yeah, we used our quick screen tool, which actually might be familiar to some of uh, the retailers listening. It is a good go-to tool whenever we want to prioritize several ideas. So when we thought about these big batches of offerings that we wanted to consider and get consumer reaction to, um, quick screen was the right tool for this. And it also really allows us to have a lot of flexibility in what we're asking and how we're asking it to really pull out the why behind those shopper preferences. 
Um, so we, we chose quick screen because it doesn't just rank order these offerings. It really allows us to understand the degree to which they're preferred. So we're really getting at that customer sentiment more than just their ranking. We're understanding the degree of preference that they have for each offering that we're showing them. So we're going to see that index of that idea versus the other items in the set. The other great thing about Quick Screen is that it offers two what we call governing questions. So what we're asking is shopper reaction to traffic driving as well as uniqueness. So the main idea of the report is how do we bring these shoppers back in store? Well, we really want to balance that idea with what are they not seeing today? What is unique? Um, within Bases and our focus on innovation, we're always looking ahead to the future. So not just understanding, um, you know, what kind of deal would bring you in the store, but really understanding what's something that's not out there today that will bring you in store and be exciting and fit with something that you want for you and your pet. And talking about the ideas in general and the types of ideas that we tested, we know that monetary ideas and promotional offerings do generally rise to the top. We know there's always customer interest there, of course, um, but we know that those offerings also have inherent costs for our retail clients. Um, so we really want to balance that and give a fair chance to the other non-promotional offerings that we are considering too. Those also might be great ideas. They're just in a different way. And we want to make sure that they had a fair fighting chance to also be rising to the top in the analysis. So a good example of this would be one of our offerings that centered around complimentary pet grooming. Of course, that offers a very different benefit to the customer than another idea, like every part of your proceed um, will go to a local animal shelter. Uh, we do know from the test that those partnerships with the local animal shelters were a preferred idea, and they did really well against other non-promotional ideas. But if we were to pet that, to pit that against a complimentary pet grooming, it might not have done as well. So um, we just thought it was best to keep them separate, let everything stand on its own, and really dive into the analysis that way. Now I'll turn to you, Jackie. Where did these ideas come from, and how did you structure this analysis? Sure. So typically with these type of tests, we're developing um, the inputs alongside our clients or working in partnership with them to, um, to really refine them and get them ready for the test. Um, but this time around, it was a little bit more unique. We actually sourced the ingoing ideas from our Basies team. Um, so we, we sent out a note um, company-wide asking for thoughts and ideas from all of our Basies associates. Um, and I can say we got some pretty creative things. <laughs> um, you know, we got a very long list that we were able to call down, um, but we could probably have, you know, a whole nother podcast just talking about all of the different types of ideas that we saw from, from our very creative team members. Um, but we were able to take those, distill them down into, you know, as Rebecca mentioned, two kind of disparate sets of ideas, half of them focused on promotional or discount offerings, and then all the rest focused on non-promotional, non-discount offerings so that we, we had them on a bit more of a level playing field within their own segments. Um, and as Rebecca mentioned, we used our quick screen methodology so that discrete choice paired shopper comparison evaluation. Um, and that among a set of dog and cat owners was the particular sample that we were looking at. So wanted to make sure it was um, a good representation of the potential shopper populations for our, our different retailers. Um, and before I reveal the results, I think it is important to kind of take a step back and just first talk about what the results really mean. 
Um, we're not really measuring in these type of tests the likelihood to increase revenue or store trips necessarily, but we're talking about what's most preferred by the customer based on those ideas of traffic driving and uniqueness that Rebecca mentioned. Um, and so, you know, we know those in, are inherently tied to store traffic and revenue in the end, um, but a little bit of a different uh, take on how we how we think about the results at these initial early on prioritization stages. And what did you find in this research? Yeah, so I don't want to give away too much, but among the promotional offerings, the most preferred idea that we tested was the idea of a future discount based on in-store spending, which isn't surprising to see something like that rise to the top. Um, we didn't have a specific degree of a discount tied to the idea. We did want to keep the ideas um, somewhat looser so that a given retailer could determine how to implement that exactly uh, for their specific banner for their customers. Um, we also saw that a range of free and complimentary samples and services were also really appealing amongst that set of promotional offerings. And then amongst the non-promotional offerings, we really saw a pretty wide variation of ideas that rose to the top. Um, among the, the best performing was the idea of a same day local delivery. I think not surprising given um, you know, COVID-19 and how that's shifted habits over the last year in particular. Um, but in addition, we also saw that people really appreciated the idea of local shelter affiliations um, and events related to that, as well as things with the in-store layout and different service offerings in-store that would really help to enhance that in-store experience for customers. Yeah, and building off of that a bit, when we think about these results, I also want to mention that, of course, with almost any research that you're going to be running, you would want to include a target group. So looking at that core sample, but then also looking at very specific groups of interest that you might have. This research was no different. Um, so what we did was look at the ideas among the dog or cat owners, but we also looked at them among dog owners on their own and cat owners on their own. And unsurprisingly, we do see a shift in what's most important to them, even though the overall trends are relatively similar. So for example, we saw dog owners really love the idea of complimentary pet grooming, um, discounts for coming in the store with their pets, and ideas uh, along those lines, a lot of in-store experiences. We did see that those same ideas um, didn't resonate quite as strongly with cat owners. The cat owners were more interested in microchipping and complimentary vet visits, um, other perks that they would be looking for for them and their pet. So that all goes back to the retailer's priorities when you're sifting through these results. Um, we understand that these subgroups can be really key for you and can really inform your strategy. If you saw that you were down with cat owners last year and you really want to go after them, that might be a little bit of a different um, take on these results than if you are looking at dog and cat owners overall, or if you're focusing more on those in-store experiences, um, that could be a little bit of a different uh, takeaway as well. And finally, how can someone get a hold of these findings? The way that we're going to share it out will be in a white paper. Um, so that will be accessible, again, to any client that's interested. Um, so would encourage anyone uh, who wants to see those insights to go ahead and reach out. Thanks for joining us today. Like Rebecca said, if you'd like to learn more about obtaining a copy of this report, please reach out to Jackie, Rebecca, or your Nielsen IQ or Basie's representative. You can also visit innovation.nielseniq.com forward slash pet dash retail to learn more. We'll also have a link to this site in our podcast notes.